Aloha and welcome to Digital Nomakes, the no fluff podcast where we reveal the reality of working remotely. A one, two, three, four. Joining me on today's show is Melody Coleman, who is the founder of Body Project. Now, Melody's been featured in Cosmopolitan, Men's Fitness, Body Power, Women's Fitness. And one of the things she's noticed in her industry is a huge transition from in-person training to remote training. We're going to discuss how technology has helped her influence well, that. I am a coach and a trainer. So I suppose the, the original part of my business is that I, I trained clients one-to-one. I took them into the gym and we, you know, we work on their goals and we, we do the thing and it's amazing. Now what I do has grown substantially, particularly in the past couple of years, so I use a more of a one-to-many model and I do uh, workshops. I, I run retreats and things like that awesome. on weekends. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've seen some of those. They look incredible. They I remember you showing incredible. me some of the spots that you go to. I'm very jealous. Be yeah, yeah. Come, I need to come there. to one of those. I need to come to one of those. Well, well, I'll link to how people can come to these retreats. Yeah, you absolutely should. But one of the things that you're probably noticing is more of this transition from people coming into spaces to you training them remotely. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, it's huge. I train almost all of my clients are online now. Really? Yeah. Wow, that is insane. Like how? how and and how do you deal with that? Um, I use a really fantastic piece of software called Mm -hmm. Fitbot. So other trainers that I know uh, simply deliver their programs via Excel, you know, like a a shared spreadsheet. But this piece of software, actually, I probably wouldn't do it if it weren't for this. Um, It's just fantastic. It's it's delivered. So it allows me lots and lots of um, control over how I design a program. And, And a lot goes into it. It really is an art form. So I have this kind of macro plan that could span a few months or the entire year and then you kind of break it down to the workout level but it's delivered to the client so clearly so they just get that they get an email with their daily workout and it has demo videos and and then my explanation of how I want them to do it Um, when they do the workout not always but sometimes I get them to film themselves training so Mm -hmm. they upload the video and they write in how much weight they did how many reps they managed and then I take a look at that and I norm some of the time I'll type, you know, if I'm on the go, but I will mostly sit at my laptop and record my, my feedback for them. So it's almost like I'm with them. That's pretty cool, isn't it? One of the tools that I think could be useful in that space, there's this tool that I use called Use Loom, which essentially allows you to record yourself whilst recording your screen as well. Really nice, simple videos you can create. So you might be able to, um, I don't know, like your feedback on how people are doing if they sent you your videos and that stuff. That would be which, really useful. Which could be I do useful. a little bit of that, so I use screenshots. Okay. But I've noticed since I updated, because I mostly use my iPad, even more than my laptop, actually. Okay, yeah. Um, I bring it into the gym with me, so I've got my clients' programs. Um, I've noticed since I've updated it, there's a screen record function. So I need, I to, I need to play around with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think all these, like, applying technology as much as possible is only going to enhance that remote training experience like well it's so funny i feel like or i always felt like there are some services that you you need to be present for and whilst okay online isn't it's not the same as pt it's mm-hmm. it's ever so slightly different it really it comes close mm-hmm. you know you really can apply technology to anything yeah absolutely anything which is crazy right i think so for me the interesting thing so i obviously do a lot of running and one thing I've noticed is whether it whichever city I'm in or whichever city I'm living in or working in, 
is the quantity of runners out, but also like this spike in in getting healthy and fit. Like, is that how, are there any numbers that you have around this, or like, no. is it just is it just is it just general <laughs> popularity? Like, what do you put it down to? Like, people's wow. fitness levels and wanting to get healthy. The I was you know I like to get philosophical. I was thinking about this today. I was thinking, is it just you know is it my perception that, mm-hmm. that there's this growth there's this like so it's nice to see that you're perceiving the same thing it could just be that we're in this little bubble in london and everyone <laughs> else in the world is just sitting around eating mcdonald's yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly no there's just huge clusters of mcdonald's <laughs> craving people everywhere else yeah i feel like it's very i feel like it's a la mode to be well and mm-hmm. fit now it's it's kind of the done thing it's part of um, a more metropolitan lifestyle, as mm-hmm. far as I can see, and more traditional lifestyles too. I think that that's always been the case. But back to the technology thing, people are able to record it now, and that gamifies it almost. You can mm-hmm. track your steps, you can you can rack up miles mm-hmm. with your Apple Watch, and you can you can see your heart rate and and yeah, all of these wonderful things, and it's exciting. It is exciting. I I I'm, I'm in two minds about the not the gamification, <laughs> but when training so loads of people have these garmin watches and all the all, all the tech possibly you could need to track everything but sometimes it's nice just to train for how you feel like do, do you see what i mean in terms of instead of like i've got to hit this mileage with this you know seven minute seven minute miles i've got to be on that for 10 miles instead just like go at your pace and feel it what what, what do you think or are you just fully embracing the technology it's interesting you say that it completely depends on the person. So yeah. I train, I take competitive athletes mm-hmm. who need to, you know, improve their their race times. And then I train people who just want to feel better and look better and see some, you know, see some results, see some performance improvements. And some people already use this technology. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. For my athletes, you need those metrics. Mm-hmm. You need, it needs to be measurable. But I don't use them on every workout. I need some sort of metric. I need you to come back and tell me, you know, how long it took you to do that 10K or that, you know, that yeah. run or, or, you know, what you mentioned on your weightlifting. But for other people, it depends on whether or not they want to use it. If they want to use it, they won't need me to tell them to. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. One of the things I love about you is your... Because I, you know, I've, I've looked at your Instagram and all, all of your social pages. And oh, really? Un, yeah, un, un, unlike most trainers or, you know, whatever we're, we're, we'll, we'll call that term. Yeah. A lot of trainers <laughs> on Instagram, and this kind of comes back to the digital nomad uh, hash, is mm-hmm. that, you know, trainers will flaunt every angle of their body. Oh, like, God, yeah. Both women and men, like oh, whether it's the six good. pack, it's just the thonged bikini. <laughs> like, is is that reality or what how, what's your opinion of that basically my opinion of that well because you don't do that and that's what i quite i um, really respect that well, i'm a little bit of a feminist to be honest with you okay but i remember it's funny um i had a conversation in the gym the other day or or a um i don't know what the word is it's with a very good friend of mine we go way back so we can kind of speak to each other like shit sometimes nice and um i was training in a sports bra and leggings and mm-hmm. he's like oh why is all these girls why have these all these girls suddenly started training in their sports bra and i kind of sat up <laughs> kind of sat up and went oh i'm so sorry does my body offend you should i put it away <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was my stance i suppose is um logically we shouldn't have opinion but as human beings of course we have a fucking opinion mm-hmm. um i take issue or or i often 
dwell on how the media impacts us and our behavior mm -hmm. women and men in in slightly different ways although it kind of blends into the same when you when you get into fitness are influenced to look a certain way to behave a certain way mm -hmm. and in all honesty i think many trainers and many kind of fitness professionals are the epitome of that they start to embody that they they assimilate the stereotype and mm -hmm. they feel like they have to perpetuate it in order to be seen as um what they want to be seen as professional good at their job mm -hmm. um like they know what they're you know uh, well this is what i i guess i want to relate that to like this digital nomad space of people traveling the world jumping from waterfalls uh, flying their drone that's the that's, that's, the, that's, that's the new thing now well that that that's the depiction right <laughs> that's what people think is the new thing but for me the reality is far oh different God, to that like it's unbelievable <laughs> how people are influenced by this like and I've, I've been through that because I wanted to kind of embody that, I guess. And the reality is so, so much more lonely. Um, far from that, that's a very expensive lifestyle to consume for many months if you want to do Unless you're it. living in hostels. Unless you're living in hostels. But again, you, we don't see <laughs> okay. that glimpse of it, do we? Like, we just don't. <laughs> and absolutely it's... do not. I, same as you, I kind of got... got um entranced by the whole wanderlust movement okay um so i i kind of i was 26 and uh, so this was just last january mm -hmm. and i was like man i'm, I'm getting old you know i, I haven't <laughs> been traveling everyone everyone you know took a gap year and they've all been to asia and stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. i've got i've got to do this before i have too many responsibilities um so I, I went away for for a couple of months and yeah it's not what you expect so i was on my own for the bulk of it and it and it is lonely and it's not glamorous and no. you you still end up with these wonderful instagram worthy pictures yeah. that look like you're having the most wonderful time also i don't know if other people find this maybe i'm terrible at social media mm. but to take a picture or or create a video or some kind of content um do whatever editing needs to be done and mm -hmm. add a caption and upload it to facebook or instagram linkedin um, i don't use twitter yeah that's a very time consuming thing unbelievable it's unbelievable like, even making this podcast consumes more time than i really yeah. have <laughs> but i think i think you're spot on and it's, it's like what is the gain from that experience at the end of the day instead of being in the moment and maybe enjoying that you are <clears throat> focusing on oh is this going to come out well is this going to be a good photo okay i've had the right filter whatever yeah. it might be and then then i think the last thing people think about is the impact on other people so you know while you're in bali someone else is in their office job really hating life and just yeah. not enjoying it it's just not a that doesn't help anyone no it doesn't help many people so going back to bali you've got strong connections with bali do you I've love been bali three times what that's, a holiday fail that, keeping going back to the same place no i i i, I kind of see you that's your commute now is I like it. between london and bali oh it's not nice <laughs> yeah that's a normal one but still what what what's barley like for you it is um it's something it's a really really beautiful place it's natural i like to spend time in nature mm -hmm. um there's a lot to experience it's kind of okay the attraction is eastern prices mm -hmm. western luxuries beautiful landscape and there are a lot of people i know out there and there is a huge digital nomad yeah it's, it's like the scene. nomad heaven yeah it really is yeah. like listeners if you haven't been and you're thinking of somewhere to go it's ideal there are caps there are workspaces and everyone is just sitting there on a laptop it's good for networking mm -hmm. 
you know, it's and it's nice. It's just a really nice place to be. Yeah, yeah, a special place in the world. It is. And you wanting to spend more time there, do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, ideally. I mean, I wouldn't want to travel full-time. I find travel particularly exhausting. But London is horrible in the winter. Mm. It's really, really cold. So if Pretty. I could kind of disappear for a couple of months each year. Yeah. The sun seeker commute. Yeah. <laughs> so, go, so going back to those nomads that are in those cafes in Bali, I guess those are the people that are depicting this lifestyle. They really, like, are. They really are. But are they living it for you? Do you think like really? You can't. You can't live it if you're depicting it because okay, all the food in Bali is like Instagram food. As okay, well. is it? They make sure right, all nice. the like everything looks slick. Yeah, it yeah, really, yeah. really looks good, and the people's food arrives. And most people will take a picture on their iPhone, but you'll see like a disproportionate amount of people with full-on camera equipment, gyros, no doing vlogs, and and really getting the right angle and the right oh, lighting for their food. I've never understood it's, it. It's yeah. It's just I mean, if cold. you have like a huge Instagram account and and you you know you're getting sponsors and and that's your job. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's 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 one of those tricky things for me, like actually like capturing versus. Experience. experiencing and then somehow. it's the experience really what's sold to us on social media no not not particularly i guess which is the tricky part yeah okay so going back to then remote workers what do you think remote workers can do to stay healthy right for re typical remote workers are those that are geographically displaced either they are flying solo or in a team and they all work completely alone so what is it that you think they can do to either stay fit, stay healthy, whether that's as a team or individually. Maybe we do as a team first. As a team? Yeah. Okay, if you've got a community around you, then mm -hmm. that would be very, very motivating. Um, we did the boot camp here mm -hmm. on the roof terrace yeah, in the summer awesome. last year, and it was it was a lot of fun. We had like a little group of regulars who would come up and do burpees, and it would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, I enjoyed it. I don't know how the rest of you felt. I, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I think I think it's what with the community. It'd be interesting to see whether people could whether people will start doing that you know, in years to you know, in years to come, like a few years' time, whether it becomes these like remote classes. Do they even exist now? That could be a thing. Does that exist? I think you just have an idea. I think you just have an idea. No, no, I'm no. I bounced off. This, this is the whole <laughs> point. We're, we're connecting. Is, is that going to become a thing? It could do. Where you simply tune in. So what, I had one of the head designers at Facebook on the podcast, and he was talking about virtual reality. And being able to connect professionally in a 360 degree virtual space. Everyone puts their goggles wow. on and start talking and whiteboarding and all that kind that's of thing. Too weird. I can't do that. So that's a bit weird. But obviously, we have the webcam, you have your camera and stuff. Do you think the remote class will, will well, take off, or is that not community enough? There's stuff like what I think you're talking about. Okay. So um, you have companies who, uh, one in particular that I know of in London called Vleek, V L I Q U E. Um, who are making a movement to they've kind of created their own global currency to be honest with you, I don't completely understand it but okay. it will enable trainers to go anywhere in the world, be anywhere be on holiday in Ibiza and they have this app and the, the consumer, you know, the person who wants to be trained has mm -hmm. the app and they find a trainer in the area and and, wow. and they want to create a big enough network to do that and it looks like they're doing a really great job of it so far. So. I have to check those out, so Vleek they're called Vleek, Vleek. okay we'll check Vleek out I want to get some from Vleek on here Yeah. Talk. Yeah, well, especially to talk because that's quite that's quite fascinating. Yeah. That's what they're trying to go. But it's also what what you're doing. You're seeing within the industry is remote is becoming far more present as as kind of 
training goes. There's, um, I don't know about other Globe gyms. I used to work in fitness first, and they have um, virtual classes. I've been to one of these have virtual you? classes. I, I think I was the what only was one. Like? So I turned yeah, up. Often there'll be like one person. No, no, there was no one else. So I turned up. I wanted to go to a spin class, and I clearly got the times wrong, and I didn't read that it. it was virtual. It was just spin class. Yeah. So I turn up, and I'm, I'm pretty much just in my. Like on, I'm, I'm on the bike, and then the screen just appears, and then yeah. just people just talking to me and me doing the training. And I, the first five minutes, like, this is the weirdest experience of my life. Like, yeah. there's 30 empty bikes around me, <laughs> nothing, no, no one sweating, no, some no music pumping, and some guy just from a screen. But I did the whole 45 minute session. I, I, I did it and went for it, and probably not the same. It's In not fact, the same, but it it's was, available when it. It's an, it's an alternative and a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I'm doing at the moment, I'm training for this Ironman, and I each morning I get out on the balcony on my fix, you know, where, yeah. where you, you know, you know, you know, you fix your bike to the turbo trainer. Yeah, yeah. And I've got, I use these GCN videos. Have you seen Global mm. Cycling Network? Thing okay. is 45 minute sessions. I, I'm the most peculiar human in the world when I'm out on my balcony balcony cycling for 45 minutes just like with looking at my phone people think what is this guy watching yeah yeah it's you get um uh youtube yoga videos are huge really yeah okay and there's yoga apps as well yeah Yeah. lady in bali who has um i think it's called yoga 15 or something and she has her own yoga app yeah 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 it's a thing it's 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 going to be interesting because obviously there's all these things dotted around right so you have the you have the meditation, you have the yoga, cycling, running, all of these apps that exist somewhere. It'd be interesting to see how you could connect them all as well as the trainers, potentially. Well, I'm, back to your question about uh, teams versus individuals. Mm-hmm. I think when you've got a community, that makes things easier. When you have an individual, you have to really tap into some much more powerful stuff to, to keep that person motivated and keep them, you know, progressing and making improvements and stuff and it's such a personal thing the thing the things that move you the things that make you want to move and make you want to train and it's this is why I advocate individual design so I do my online coaching and I do it per person mm-hmm. right so for for many of my clients I'll use mindfulness for some of my clients I'll use meditation because they are slightly different things and mean different things to different people I'll use strength training we'll do aerobic work we'll do, I use some some mobility flexibility and yoga techniques mm-hmm. and it's all it's all about kind of picking the right ingredients for that person's ideal recipe and there's lots of ways to skin a cat but mm. yeah no but I I mean yeah, my industry, I guess, remote software as a service. There's a ton of companies that I think could use use your abilities to to their benefit because there's like what? No, but the, like these these companies are Zapier, Buffer, Hotjar. Mm. You know, fifty plus people just dotted around. We did we had a few programs, so we each got a Fitbit to kind of work, run, and work out in weekly leagues. But it'd be quite interesting for you to connect with some of those. I would love to. Some I of those Zapier. companies. Do you? Yeah. I would use Hotjar if I, but I have a Wix website. So I'm a computer retard. No, 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 I think, yeah, I'll, I'll have to work with Hotjar. Make sure <laughs> they, 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 they make it Wix yeah. worthy. But Wade Foster, the guy from Zapier, he's, he's hopefully coming on the show, which is quite cool. He's oh, the CEO. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CEO founder. Yeah, which would be interesting. But his, his main concern with, with Zapier was their uh, collaboration and communication was the hardest thing that they found as a team but anyway i think i think you could definitely do some powerful stuff there oh yeah absolutely i mean even purely on a on a fitness and wellness level if people are well and people are 
fit they do better work and they connect better with other human beings they really really do yeah exactly but that space i was talking about is untouched there are no trainers no one going after companies remote companies at all so i don't even know how i would go about that. that i'll introduce you okay. i'll introduce you I, I think we should wrap it up there that, oh that was that was absolutely awesome this thank you great. so I actually, much you know, i had no idea what to expect i didn't know what you were going to ask i didn't know what i was going to say did you enjoy it yeah i did it was fun there you go i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did now mel is a lovely human being and an incredibly diverse trainer and i adore that she is adopting remote training it's something that hasn't in my opinion been championed especially because 50% of the workforce is going to be remote by 2020. There are a lot of in-office uh, gym vouchers. You can join a gym, but there's nothing set up for remote workers, those flying solo. So if you do want to get in touch with Mel, you can go to bodyprojectpt.com or on Instagram, body.project. As we spoke about in the podcast, she's not one of these trainers that just flaunts her body for, for likes and love. She knows a ton about strength training, fitness training, swimming, mobility, everything you can possibly imagine. So do get in touch with her. Awesome.